I was like off balance, stumbling when the cop like swept my feet from underneath me, um, which actually he like got me to the ground with such force that I ended up losing a shoe in the process. Welcome to Fight Back Radio, production of fightbacknews.org, taking you to the heart of the people's struggle. Today our guest is uh, Gia Davila, and uh, she's one of the Tampa Five, a student activist at the University of South Florida, Students for Democratic Society, and uh, her story is uh, chilling. It's um, a story of... um, uh, a student who's uh, you know, stood up for diversity, stood up for what she believed in, and as a result was uh, brutalized by the police in uh, Tampa, and uh, now faces uh, you know potentially a number of years in jail. Um, she, along with four others, and so uh, um, you know we put you know we've been you know telling you fight back radio listeners a little bit about this in the intros uh, uh, and outros of our show and. I uh, suggest you check out uh, fightbacknews.org for up-to-date information on this and, and for that matter, any other people's struggles. But um, it's, a, it, it's a chilling uh, case of, of repression, and, and uh, the answer to repression um, is solidarity. So we need uh, people to stand up and stand with our uh, sisters um, and brothers uh, uh, at, at the University of South Florida and across the country and Students for a Democratic Society. So um, I think you'll enjoy this, uh, uh, even though it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's harrowing in some ways. But I, I think you'll enjoy the interview. And, and uh, Gia is a, is a good representative of, of uh, you know, the student movement today. So welcome to Fight Back Radio, Gia. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. So uh, um, we're going to talk a little bit today about, um, you know, a protest that happened on March 6th and, uh, you know, all the events about uh, what's happened at the University of South Florida. But before we get into that, I I was hoping, could you introduce yourself a little bit, Gia? How did you end up in Tampa uh, in the first place going to college? And what's a little bit of your background? Yeah, sure. So my name is Gia Davila. I'm a student at the University of South Florida, or I was. I just graduated this past weekend. Congratulations. Thank you. I moved to Florida to go to USF um, about three years ago. I'm a transfer student. Uh, I'm an art major. Uh, Previously, I went to a small art school up in Massachusetts um, and was kind of looking for more of like more to do on campus basically and decided that my family lived in Florida and that USF would be a good fit for me. So, uh, okay. So you, you were, how'd you end up in Massachusetts? Uh, Are you from the South originally or what's, give me a little bit more about uh, who you are. Yeah. So my family is originally from Texas. So I was born in Texas and then quickly like moved up to Maine, which is like, um, was a really interesting place to grow up. It's very rural where I'm from, but very beautiful nature and all that. Um, and I wanted to, originally I wanted to stay in the Northeast and decided to go to school in Massachusetts. Okay. Okay. So then, uh, um, uh, how did you, uh, become a student activist? You're a member of the Students for a Democratic Society, uh, chapter at the University of South Florida, um, how did how did that happen that you uh, went into that sort of thing? Yeah, so I mean, it felt very natural at the time. Um, in high school, I did like a little bit of organizing and kind of was looking for more organizing to do. Um, and I actually moved um, and transferred to the University of South Florida during the like very beginnings of the COVID pandemic, um, like that school year right after. And um, yeah, I actually, I saw a SDS flyer about um, the police budget on campus for the University of South Florida Police Department that was like millions and millions of dollars. And it it had actually been defaced. And that's what caught my attention about the flyer was that there was like a bunch of horrible stuff written on top of the flyer. And it like stopped me and I read underneath more about the police budget. I was like, 
that's crazy. I want to get more involved in, you know, fighting against this. And I ended up joining SDS. And I've been in SDS for the past three years. Okay. Well, let's, uh, as I mentioned, I want to get to this protest. Uh, Maybe this is a teaser for people for a little bit later in the interview. But um, uh, the governor of Florida, um, DeSantos, who's our DeSantis, um, and uh, I keep mispronouncing his name. I'll try to well, maybe I won't try to get better, but uh, um, but yeah. So he, you know, he's been uh, in, in national news. He he wants to be president of the United States, apparently, and um, his path to that, in his mind, anyways, is uh, uh, pa- you know pushing through some laws in Florida that are you know part of a culture war against uh, black and Latino and uh, other people's uh, oppressed peoples uh, in in, uh, in that state, and apparently wants to do it nationally. So, you know, an SDS has been uh, protesting some of this stuff. Um, can you talk a little bit about DeSantis and, uh, you know, what, what, what he's been up to down there? What are the things that you find uh, repugnant that you guys felt a need to protest? Yeah, so uh, DeSantis has basically within the past year or so passed through legislation that attacks anybody and everybody from um, anti-union bills, anti-trans bills bills that are going against women's basic rights. Um, Most recently, he's been, uh, he started this fight against um, teaching Black history in schools. They've been banning books across the state of Florida. Um, And at a university level, uh, it's been pretty egregious. He um, kind of was part of a lot of, at like smaller schools, uh, banning African American studies, banning diversity programs, um, and then more recently at New College, which is about an hour south of us, he replaced their entire board of trustees and has basically like infiltrated the school that was originally a very progressive school where students could kind of design their own majors, and he turned it into like a very conservative school. He's pushing through legislation that limits what students can learn about particularly with um, African-American studies. Uh, He's with this bill, it's called HB 999. And with that, like multicultural groups would be like no longer able to exist. So that means groups like BSU or MASA, like the Mexican-American Student Association, any sort of ethnicity-based anything is just no longer allowed to happen at the university, no longer allowed to receive funding from the university. And so we saw this as a huge attack on students of color at USF and across the state of Florida. It's a huge to to cut out women's studies, to cut out Black history, Chicano history from schools is just, it's like so egregious, it's beyond words. Um, this is consistent with his uh, his entire program, though, <clears throat> of, uh, you know, reaction and uh, whatever, maybe fascist, even you could say ideologies, but certainly racist. Um, and uh, I know, like, I, uh, I'm from the Chicago Teachers Union, and uh, some of the things that we've heard <clears throat> up here of the, you know, the banning of uh, critical race theory, uh, which is basically what you just said is teaching uh Black history uh, or any, you know, uh, oppressed groups' uh, history and looking at it critically. Um, but even, uh, I know you're an art student. I saw that this uh, Michael, uh, the David, Michelangelo's David, they were teaching this as part of, uh, this made it in the, you know, national, international news. Uh, they fired a principal at a, at a school because they were teaching, uh, um, I think, Renaissance uh, art and uh uh, they showed Michelangelo's David, which, of course, you know, most people, our listeners probably know, is a nude uh, sculpture by Michelangelo. That's, uh, I think, it's in Venice. I'm not sure, um, but uh, it's in Italy. In any case, but it, but it's a masterpiece by everybody's uh, standard. Um, and so this, uh, you know, DeSantis is, uh, you know, basically, don't, you know, I don't know, going against some of the the, the, the highest level of arts. Uh, and, but also history and, and looking into people's lives and uh, uh, just trying to, uh, uh, say, you know, say, well, we need to just have this, uh, you know, white male uh, narrative, I think. Uh, I don't know if that's the, kind of the way you see it, but that's the way it looks from where I'm sitting. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's so crazy because 
people pay for school. Like it's not like that money comes from thin air that comes from taxes. It comes from students paying tuition. And so to put so much money into your own education, the education of your children, and then to have a governor who says, oh, well, you're not allowed to learn about your own history is like, I don't even know how that's allowed. <laughs> wow. That's yes. And in your case, you you have, I know you have a, a Latino or Latina background uh, uh, that, 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 that's personal, right? That hits at you in a personal way, I think, I would think. Yeah, exactly. And I grew up, like I said, in like rural Maine where, you know, I'm very lucky that I had some amazing teachers at all of the schools that I've attended. But, you know, I didn't really learn anything. I'm Chicana. I didn't learn anything about Chicano history in school. And so that was like information that I had to find out for myself that I had to investigate until I went to college and was able to learn about Latin American history and learn about, you know, so many different things. And the idea that like basic and true history classes that just um, scrape the surface of what really happened would become illegal is horrible. No, it's incredible. It's yeah. It's like don't don't learn about the, this thing that actually happened in history. And and you know, I think we're realizing there's been a lot more of that going on over the years than uh, than we even know. As you know, you you start to hear about things like the Tulsa massacre or whatever. So. Um, but let, let me let me go. I, I, I did a little bit of a teaser here, but uh, March 6th, uh, the Students for Democratic Society chapter at the University of South Florida um, decided to protest um, uh, against some of this exclusion. Uh, could you talk a little bit about uh, um, what were you protesting on that day and, you know, how you, you know, how you approached that day? You were uh, the MC at the at a rally, I think, if I'm correct. Um, but can you talk about, you know, the lead up to that and what, what happened? Uh, and we're going to get to eventually where the, the Tampa five, which you're, you're one of, but, uh, but tell us, you know, what, what was your thought in planning this protest and how, you know, what you guys hope to accomplish? Yeah. So basically, like I said, this legislation that's being passed through, it's being passed through quickly under people's noses. And we really wanted a concrete statement from our university that they would not be passive and accept whatever DeSantis wants them to do. Uh, we wanted our university president in particular to come out with a statement in solidarity of students saying that she was going to stand up for diversity, equity, and inclusion programs on campuses, which is, like I said previously, one of the major things that is being banned by this legislation. Um, our campaign in recent years has been to increase Black enrollment on the campus of the University of South Florida. Uh, the rates of Black enrollment are incredibly low. I believe um, the student body is 9.1% African-American, whereas the surrounding area is like 23% African-American. So just extremely low. And so there's already an issue with diversity at USF. And we want our school's president to listen to students and to stand up for diversity and to increase black enrollment. So we were out there on March 6th um, protesting and we decided to march to the president's office where we wanted to get a meeting with her basically to just let, let, let me step back just a second here. So I want to get there. So, but, but let's, uh, so, okay. So diversity, uh, um, it, it's already a, it's a problem at the University of South Florida. You just, you know, you talked about black inclusion, but, but uh, DeSantis is, uh, um, you know, his program is, will make this even worse. Well, right. I mean, because it's, it's it, certainly there won't be the outreach that's needed to uh, bring uh, black people from the community into the school. Um, and, and certainly also, I think, uh, you know, you, you, it's not just, uh, tell me if I'm wrong here. It's not just you know black students, but you probably want a diverse uh, set of professors and people teaching the, the different courses. And it's not, it's not just black people, as you've mentioned. It's uh, uh, it's Chicano and other uh, uh, Latinos as well as uh, LGBTQ. Am I right? Is that that's that's the concern? Is that 
uh, it's already, you know, they've discriminated against black people enough or more too much. I shouldn't say enough. And, uh, um, and that, uh, uh, so you were hoping to to reverse that, get the president uh, to make a statement that uh, that she would be on your side uh, for this and, and trying to preserve and expand uh, programs of diversity. Is that right? Exactly. And um, like you said, the diversity programs that are in place now, you know, they can be kind of toothless at times. But without those programs, it's like we we have nothing to work towards our goal. And so we're fighting for not only to protect these programs, but for more diversity programs, for more diversity at the school. Okay. So then, uh, okay. So you were, um, so you, you know, let's go back then. I'm <laughs> back to where you were before you, uh, my, my interruption. Um, so you were going to march to the president's office. What was the plan? Yeah. So our plan was to march across campus from the student center to the Patel center. Um, and which is where the USF president's office is. And we wanted to try to get a meeting with her and talk to her more about coming up with a, a strong commitment to diversity on campus. Okay. And so, uh, um, so what happened? You had a, you had a rally or, uh, at, at one end or the other, or, uh, you know, you had speakers. What happened exactly? Why don't you tell us, get, t- give people a little flavor of the day of uh, what was going on there? Yeah. So it was a pretty, pretty routine SDS protest. We had lots of speakers, uh, students coming out uh, in support of diversity. And um, so we went through the whole event and then decided to march at the end. And we continued to chant while we marched. We held banners and yeah, basically marched over to the Patel Center. Okay. And then um, uh, what happened when you got to the Patel Center? We walked into the building chanting and calling for a meeting with the USF president. Uh, We spoke more about the importance of diversity on campus. um, When, like, without provocation, the police attacked us. Um, They basically grabbed a student mid-sentence and then just, like, attacked everyone. So, uh, um, so where were you and what, you know, when this was all going on, what did you see? How did you experience this? I was still emceeing the rally. You know, I was like in the lobby chanting, speaking, and, um, I just turned and saw the police beating on protesters. Um, so, okay. So, so Gia, what, what happened after the, the police attacked the, the protest then? Yeah. So, um, for me, I was kind of grabbed from behind. They like, um, the chief Chris Daniels grabbed me by like the back of my arms and, uh, basically lifted me up. I ended up like a clear six inches off the bottom, off the ground. Um, and he body slammed me on the floor. So yeah, it was really intense and horrible but um basically what happened is i got slammed on the ground um and while holding like restraining my arm the chief of police groped me he like grabbed my butt it was oh my god yeah it was really disgusting like especially while being pinned helpless on the floor the police had not like interacted we with me at all before this point. So I had no idea what was going on. Um, I was so disoriented because like before I knew it, I just went from standing up to being on the ground and not really knowing how I got there. Um, and then obviously being groped. And so um, as soon as I felt him touch me like that, I started screaming and saying like, get your hands off me. Don't touch me get off of me. And then I just got like swarmed with police, basically. Um, Another cop grabbed my arms and um, he put, basically he, he was restraining my arm and putting one hand on the back of my shoulder blade and then twisting my arm as far as he could. And truly it was such a scary experience because I could just feel how I was like, oh my God, my arm is about to break. Like he's about to break my arm. And then, um, oh my gosh. yeah. And then, 
um, two more cops, in addition to the two who were already on top of me, came and were sitting on top of me. I was basically being crushed into the floor. Um, I remember like my ribs the next day were sore from the amount of pressure that was on top of my body while I was being pinned down. And uh, the whole time I was screaming, like, get your hands off me because I had just been like this horrible thing had just happened. And um, it was just like screaming everywhere, um, just complete and utter chaos um, while the cops like attacked students. And so um, at this time, like the cop, he was twisting my arms back as far as he could. Uh, he handcuffed me behind my back um, and then was like lifting my hands in the handcuffs and just like, it felt like truly they were just doing everything they possibly could to attack me and hurt me. Um, and so. Wow. That's a, so you were sexually assaulted. You were, you know, it sounds like it was a painful experience. You just for the, you know, whatever. Uh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that that happened. Wow. Yeah. It was just like horrible. It doesn't even begin to explain. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then from there they grabbed me from, they kept like lifting me by my arms that were behind me, which was like extremely painful because like, obviously your arms aren't meant to bend that way. Um, and so they lifted me up by the backs of my arms and started to take me out of the room. And I had no idea where they, where they were taking me. I had just been sexually assaulted. I didn't know if they were, you know, they could have been taking me to do something worse to me. And so, um, I was like off balance stumbling when the cop like swept my feet from underneath me. Um, which actually he like got me to the ground with such force that I ended up losing a shoe in the process. So then they pick me up again by my arms and lead me out of the room. Um, I can still hear like everyone screaming and I just at this point have no idea what's going on. I'm like crying, just like what? So confused. Um, and as soon as we get outside, um, the cop said to me like, Oh, so now you want to cry. Um, and was just like, you know, continued to verbally harass me uh, and even like threaten me. He at one point um, and I was still being restrained by two police officers who were not they were like big people. Um, and when the cop went to go open the car door, he said, like, if you even try to resist or attempt to resist, I'm going to throw you on this ground so fucking hard. And then. I was just like, what did I do? Like, what is going on? And then mm -hmm. obviously he put me in the police car um, where like, after they left me there, um, I just remember hearing the cops say like, they were talking about who they wanted to go back to Target. Um, and they said like transphobic stuff. They said like, like, um, visual descriptives of like other people who had been in the building. And I was like, just so afraid for my friends because I knew, I knew who they were going after. And I was scared that they were going to do what they had just done to me, to them. And so like, um, they ended up arresting three more people that day. Um, it was truly like a horrible experience. And after they arrested us, they took us to a second location on campus and i i remember asking like where where are we going like i was just so confused and the cop was like oh well we just don't want to deal with basically they didn't want to have to see the protesters while we were in the cars um and they had refused to tell people where they were taking us nobody had any idea what was going on until finally somebody said we're taking them to the orient road jail um but they continued to hold us in the cop cars for three more hours. It was hot, uncomfortable, just a horrible experience. Um, and they were basically in those three hours that it took them, they were deliberating what they could possibly charge us with. 
And I remember hearing multiple times they said that I hadn't done certain things, particularly like that I hadn't hit anybody. And then when after the three hours had passed and they had finally come up with what they could possibly charge us with. So they were getting their stories straight and uh, trying to figure out how to. How, you know, what what they what they were gonna do to uh, to rationalize what they had just done to you? Exactly, like what they could possibly pin together to create this lie. At points, we could even see like the cops were very confused. Like they didn't. It seemed like they didn't even know how to fill out the paperwork, like the arrest form. Um, and they would like come up to the windows and be like, "Oh well, like she didn't do this. Like what do we do?" And they would just be like, oh, just write it down anyways. Like, just do it anyways. Um, at points, we could see them. Uh, the cop who had me in the car, he he was like, oh, I'll just send you what I'm writing for hers and you can copy and paste it. And then in the other cars, like, we could all see them copy and pasting the arrest forms and, like, switching out, just deleting names and putting in different names. So you could see their screens of what they were doing at the time. Yeah, since we were in the backseat. And then um, after that, they kind of like told us, or at least for me, they told me what I was being charged with. I believe some people were never even told what they were being charged with. Um, And then they put us in cars together and took us to jail where we went through the booking process, which took another six hours on top of the previous three. And uh, which is crazy because... um, there was, and we didn't know this at the time, but there was like a national uproar when we were arrested. Um, people held same day protests. Um, they did a huge call in to the point that our release was expedited at the jail. Wow. So, <clears throat> so the word got out from the people that weren't arrested at, uh, to, um, other movement people around the country. Um, and I, I know that, you know, I, I heard about it. I don't know if it was that same day or not, but, it, you know, you all became to be known as the Tampa Five. But uh, um, so well, well, tell, tell us a little bit about so a protest on the same day. That's that's awfully quick. What happened? I mean, you've probably learned in retrospect uh, or, you know, since you've been released. Uh, what happened that uh, led to all these, uh, you know, how did the people find out about the to protest for you and things like that? Yeah, so basically it was all through national SDS. SDS chapters from across the nation were so outraged when they saw what had happened that, um, and it was like, you know, I can't even, it's hard to even say thank you because it feels so small in comparison to what they did for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Like people dropped everything that they were doing to organize to get us out of jail. They instead of being afraid, they stood up for what was right. And they said, no, you can't do that to students. You can't just arrest students for protesting. Um, And they held within the next 48 hours. um, There was days of action. They had protests like all across the nation. Uh, It was just really touching. Wow. So what, what, can you name some of the campuses or just a, maybe a couple of places that had, a, you know, protests or call in some where there's students for Democratic Society chapters? Yeah. So, I mean, Denver SDS, uh, Seattle SDS, FSU SDS, our other Florida, another Florida chapter, um, University of Texas Arlington, PSU had a protest. University of Minnesota had a protest. Where, where's PSU? So, uh, PSU is at the University of Texas Arlington. Okay. They're the Progressive Student Union. Okay. They're SDS affiliated. Um, okay. Loyola YDSA. Um, they also had a protest. Um, yeah, it was just we literally got out of jail, and I had like hundreds of messages on my phone. Oh my gosh. Well, like sending photos and just all this stuff and like the videos um of us being arrested and brutalized they ended up going viral so a bunch of like my friends were like uh like what's going on like these videos of you are of you guys are like everywhere well i mean i think it's a natural you know it, it, it well, first of all it's inspiring but it's uh 
um, you know, your reaction to DeSantis's uh, uh, repression was solidarity, and and uh, and you were repressed for that. And uh, the uh, reaction from the Students for Democratic Society chapters across the country to your repression was solidarity, and uh, and that's how we beat this stuff. You know, it's uh, obviously it's it's a uh, you know, you know, you benefited from it at that moment, but but we all have to benefit from this. Otherwise, we're you know the, the DeSantis's of the world win, and uh, um, you know people are, are repressed, uh, you know, just because of whatever gender or race or whatever it is, and uh, we you know we can't have that. So, so yeah, my hats off to you and to all the SDS chapters that stood up for you. So so then after all of this, what 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 did they end up charging you with? Yeah, so the charges. They just got filed about a week ago, um, and they actually ended up increasing what they were filing us with based on uh, different to what they originally had said. So um, we were charged with battery on a law enforcement officer, which is a felony, um, and that by itself is up to five years in prison. Um, Ouch. Wow. Yeah. So it's like really intense stuff that they're charging us with. Um, they charged us with resisting an officer without violence. Um, and they also charged us with disrupting school campus or function. Um, and the last two are misdemeanors. And in addition to that, three out of the five people who they charged, um, they added an additional fel- felony count meaning they're charged with two counts of battery on a law enforcement officer, whereas me and the other person are only charged with one. Wow. So uh, um, so you, you could face up to five years in jail because of these charges, and uh, the other person could get up to 10 years. Am I correct with that? So this is, this is very serious. Um, uh, and then uh, um, on, on top of that, I, I know... Uh, you know, you were concerned about your graduation when I talked to you last. Uh, congratulations that you were able to graduate, but the the university also uh, has been giving you you trouble as well. Yeah the the code of conduct stuff with the university has been just horrible. Um, the way that the University of South Florida has handled this whole situation has been, quite frankly, disgusting in my opinion. Um, Particularly the response from the University of South Florida president has been horrible. She recently went on a call. It was a faculty Senate call and painted us as basically said, well, students are allowed to protest, but not like this. Students attacked police and said all of these things as if she was stating facts when it was all completely untrue. So we had to go through these code of conduct hearings where basically the school had found us, you know, wanted to put us on, it's basically like a kangaroo court because the school makes up their own rules when it comes to code of conduct stuff. And they had seven code of conduct charges against me. Um, And the result of that is expulsion is like one of the things that if they find you guilty of these things, they can expel you from school. Um, and myself and one other person who was facing charges, we were set to graduate in like this semester. And it was just so, so scary. Like my parents had already booked plane tickets to come see me graduate. Oh yeah. I'd worked so hard for the past four years. Um, and so to see the university that I had put so much time and effort and money into like attack me in basically use every avenue possible to attack us. It was just like, so, so heartbreaking to see. Um, and through the code of conduct stuff, they make you go through a trial where you have to um, testify and the school calls witnesses. In my hearing, they had called seven different officers, all cops who had brutalized me and who were there on March 6th. They had called them to testify against me. And so it was just so like traumatic to have to deal with this. And in the end, um, the police didn't even testify in the hearings. They just read the like arrest affidavit, which 
basically they didn't even allow us to like question them as to what really happened. So it was just so messed up the way that the school handled everything. And in the end, the finding from the code of conduct, a lot of it was kind of changed by administration from what the hearing body of the code of conduct stuff had originally decided, which was really disappointing to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a violent in basic democracy says you should be able to confront your accuser and, you know, question uh, what would ha- what actually happened for them just to, to believe, uh, um, you know, uh, what the other side is, it, it's terrible. Um, one of the Tampa five was, uh, uh, an employee of the university of South Florida and a member of the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees. And so, uh, could you uh, could you talk a little bit about what happened to her, and uh, um, you know what uh, you know how her re- union is reacted to the what happened? Yeah. So, Chrisley Carpio, who was one of the people who was arrested on March sixth, um, people might know her. She did a an episode with you about a a little while back. Um, Chrisley. Um, has been in SDS for um, quite some time, and she's an amazing organizer. We're so lucky to have her here in Tampa. Um, And so she was one of the people who was arrested. Um, And right after the arrest, the university basically put her on this, like, they basically told her, like, we are going to fire you, and we set this hearing or this meeting so that we can fire you. And as soon as Chrisley was like, you cannot fire me based on this um, because there is no, she had never even been written up in her job. There was no, um, nothing in her contract that she had violated with the school. No, nothing that said that they could fire her. Um, And as soon as she brought in the union rep and said, no, I need representation in these meetings. I want my legal representation and I want my union representation the school totally backed down and um, up until the point where um, they released a report about the incident, as they call it, um, they released a report where they didn't even ask us our side of the story. They only interviewed the police and they went through all of this footage that shows students getting beat up and basically said, oh, well, they deserved it. Um, And then based on their like quote investigations, because obviously they didn't truly investigate anything. um, As soon as they came out with the report, they fired Chris Lee. So um, we're all super grateful for the AFSCME local here in Tampa. Uh, Shout out to them. Uh, They're currently grieving her firing and saying like that it goes against her, like her contract with the school. Okay, well, well, hopefully she wins that grievance. Uh, um, and uh, I don't know what the contract looks like in Florida, but many union contracts have clauses where you have to prove that somebody actually violated a policy, and hopefully she'll get her job back. Um, so uh, um, you know, you've gotten support um, from across the country from the Students for a Democratic Society and, and others. I know I've seen. I think I signed a petition, or and. Um, You've gotten uh, uh, support from uh, in, in uh, Tampa from the the AFSCME local, at least for Chrisley. So that's fabulous. Um, uh, and I know you know if you, to defend yourself can cost a lot of money and, and, and whatever. Can you talk a little bit about uh, how you're dealing with? And I, I did see something for bail money for you guys. Uh, we announced it here on Fightback Radio, and uh, uh, looks like you made bail because uh, you're out <laughs> right now. Uh, but uh, or at least you did. But uh, could you talk a little bit about that and how you're dealing with the the, the legal uh, efforts? Yeah, sure. So, you know, the bail for us when we were arrested was incredibly high. My bail after fees ended up being thirty five hundred dollars just just for me as one person. And there was five of us. So um, it's put like an incredible financial strain on us. Um just as like people. But um, yeah, if people are able, the bail fund is like an amazing resource for us. Um, it's been such a help already. So thank you. Uh, truly, like from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much to everyone who has donated to help us because, you know, yeah, it's just been so crazy. But um, 
As far as legal representation, we have a lawyer who's working for all five of us pro bono. So a huge shout out. Thank you to Michelle Lambeau, best lawyer. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would say. Uh, well, that, that that's fabulous. And that goes back to the question of solidarity, both the bail and especially the attorney to do all that pro bono. That's fabulous. Um so, um, uh, so right now you're, you're, you've been charged, uh, you're out on bail. And so you're, you're, uh, awaiting, a, a trial date. Is that how that works? Or is that the next step? So we're looking for, um, on the 17th, we're having a first court appearance. So we are definitely going to want all hands on deck for that. Anyone who's local to Tampa and would like to come out, we're definitely going to be having, um, a press conference and a protest. So keep an eye out for that. Um, as well as anyone who's able to call in that day, it's such a huge help. Um, but yeah, so we're basically going to start our appearances in court from now on until it goes to trial. Okay. And we'll, we'll try to keep our fight back radio listeners abreast of what's going on here as best as we can. Um, but I want to encourage uh, you to go to, a fightbacknews.org, uh, which will cover this. Uh, it's our, um, and we're a production of Fightback News, uh, as people know. And uh, so, yeah, follow it there. They'll, they'll report on it regularly and, and tell people, uh, you know, where and how they can call in. Uh, also, I'm guessing uh, the Students for Democratic Society will be tweeting out, and uh, I've seen some of this already, uh, using social media to get the word out. So, if you don't follow uh, SDS, we'll put that in the show notes. But I, I think it's uh, just at SDS National or something like that. There's National SDS um, on Twitter and Instagram is kind of the best way to keep up. And then Tampa Bay SDS on the same platforms. We'll keep everyone updated with everything going on. And, and, and for our listeners out there, you know, please call in. This you know, solidarity is is how we beat this. Is uh, uh, and if you're in the the Tampa area, come to the courthouse. They'll tell you where and when. But uh, uh, you know, we need people to show up. Uh, it's uh, this this is uh, you know uh, these kind of attacks uh, keep happening until we stand up and say no more. And so uh, you know, I, I you know, gee, I, I I salute how brave you were through all of this, you and your uh, you and your comrades of the Tampa Five. And and it's 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 important. It's important that we continue to do this. Um, I want to pivot a little bit. Um, I know uh, I want to talk a little bit about the and the time we have left about the Students for Democratic Society, and you know maybe if you could talk a little bit. I know you guys have a national convention every year. Um, you know when Chrisley was on here, she was talking and promoting about the last one. I don't know if you were there or not, but could you talk a little bit about? Uh, you know we're at the end of the school year right now. What what does the year look like for Students for Democratic Society? Uh, uh, nationally over the last year? What kinds of t uh, issues did you guys take up and uh, how did that look? Yeah, so National SDS has been so active within the past year. Um, it's crazy to see. It's one of my favorite things about going to the convention is hearing what everyone has been up to because like, it's so different talking about it in person versus seeing things online. Um, but yeah, within the past year, National SDS has been fighting for reproductive justice across the country. Um, here in Tampa, we mobilized to Tallahassee twice, uh, fighting against the anti-abortion bills. Um, and um, one SDS chapter even had, I believe, a protest of like 10,000 people. Wow, that's 10,000, that's huge, yeah. Yeah, um, in support of women's rights, in support of reproductive rights. Um, SDS has, like not to toot our own horn, but totally been at the no. Go ahead, toot your own horn. <laughs> at the front of these struggles, at the front of the student movement, I'm just so proud to be uh, part of SDS. But yeah, in addition to that, we've been fighting to increase Black and Chicano enrollment across the nation. Um, there's SDSs who have been working to um, have abortion centers on campus reopen um, and just doing like so much on a national scale. I know in Texas, they're working to take down um, Confederate and racist monuments off campus um, and just, you know, 
doing everything to support students on campus. So No, that's fabulous. I, I know here in Chicago, at the University of Illinois Chicago, there's a, a very strong uh, uh, SDS chapter, and they've been involved. Uh, I know the reproductive rights stuff uh, quite a bit and uh, uh, that they've been involved, and it's, uh, uh, it's impressive. It's made a difference across the city, and um, it, it keeps uh, an important issue. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about repression of uh, LGBTQ and uh, based on uh, race and nationality, but uh, women's oppression and gender oppression, uh, you know, whatever, the reproductive rights is very important. So, uh, and my hat's off to SDS here in Chicago, but across the country. Um, and then uh, uh, you know, maybe if you could talk a little bit about the uh, University of South Florida, what does what your chapter look like? What have you been doing there? And uh, uh, how, how is that, uh, you know, be, before getting arrested, what kinds of things were you guys up to? Yeah, so within the past year, you know, we had to make some quick responses to bills that have been passing across the state, um, particularly as to reproductive rights. Like I said, we mobilized to Tallahassee twice, having statewide mobilizations um, that were super cool to take part in. Um, we ended up getting removed from the House chambers twice, which was a really crazy experience, but um, that's like totally a side note. Um, so you went from, uh, you, you know, you took students from Tampa to Tallahassee as the state capital, right? And joined with uh, the SDS chapter up there at the university, was it Florida State University? Yeah. Okay. And um, in addition to that, we've been working on our campaign, which is to increase black enrollment, like I talked about a little bit earlier on campus. Um, and more recently, you know, we've had to um, pivot our campaign a little bit more to focus on these anti-diversity bills that are being passed through, particularly House Bill 999, like I, again, like I talked about before. But um, yeah, now like we're doing a bunch of work around the arrests and trying to get all of the charges lifted, so. So, and then, uh, you know, some of what, can you talk a little bit about the, um, I know there was, uh, you know, the campaign to, uh, uh, around the campus police and the, the funding that goes to campus police, um, it, it may have made you a few enemies uh, in the department. I'm not sure, but uh, could you talk a little bit about that? How that looked at uh, um, uh, the University of South Florida, where you're at? Yeah. So um, a while back, we had a campaign to lower the police budget on campus. Um, the police budget, I believe, it was like seven million dollars, uh, just like incredibly large. Um, and we wanted that funding to go towards students, to go towards um, in particularly scholarships for African-American students. Um, like I said, with our campaign, they kind of worked hand in hand with our campaign to increase black enrollment on campus. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we were fighting for. No, that's good. That's good. Um, no, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's impressive. Uh, I mean, uh, I'll just say to any, uh, uh, anybody that's in, at a college campus or uh, high school seniors that are going to maybe going to college next year, um, you know, the Students for Democratic Society is the student organization that actually walks the walk and is not just, uh, uh, oh, maybe we can do a little bit of this or that. So if you want to uh, be involved in something that actually makes a difference and uh, people are willing, you know, really have the courage to stand up for their convictions as, uh, you know, Gia, uh, you demonstrate uh, in so many ways. And so uh, uh, I would say I would encourage people to go to and check out that organization. And as I said, we'll make sure we put the contact info into the show notes. Um, and um, if you're out of school and you're interested in starting an SDS chapter, just reach out to SDS and we would love to help you start a new chapter. Uh, SDS has been like exponentially growing these days. There's so many new chapters and it's super exciting. <laughs> so if you need, uh, uh, you know, so if you're, if you're, if you like what you're hearing, uh, but you're like, Oh, how do I do that? Whatever. Just, you know, give a call or, or send an email, whatever. Uh, however you get a hold of, get a hold of SDS and, and, and you got people that will give them tips and suggestions on how to do that. So, um, uh, unfortunately our time is almost up. Um, and so, uh, is there anything that we've, uh, uh, that you wanted to, you know, raise or, or, or say that we, uh, we haven't gotten to, uh, Gia, uh, you know, now would be the time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess I would just say like, you know, 
Um, this whole experience has been really crazy, really scary at points, but what's gotten all of us through it is solidarity from people across the nation. And so I just love to encourage people to, you know, help us in this fight, um, help us to get these charges dropped. Um, and if you're in Florida, keep a lookout. Um, we're thinking of maybe doing some statewide mobilizations or conferences. So keep an eye out for anything, um, like that going on. Um, there is, I guess, as far as like resources that would really help us out, there's a petition that's been circulating. It's called the People's Petition. And um, if you look on any of SDS's social medias, um, that if people can go sign that, it's a huge help for us. Um, and as well as, uh, you know, if you're able, donate to the bail fund. Um, like I said, it's been a huge resource for us. Um, as well as just keep an eye out on May 17th, like I said, our first appearance in court is happening. So um, look out for a call-in and press conference if you're able to attend. <laughs> okay. All right. Fabulous. So, uh, and we'll put uh, much of that into the show notes uh, uh, so people can uh, can find it there as well. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for, for being our guest. Uh, and uh, you know, we wish you the best, uh, 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 you know, going forward with uh, all these, you know, legal challenges that you have, but, uh, um, you're an inspiration, I think to, uh, to many of us that you were, that you're, you're standing up and you're, you're fighting back. And so, uh, so thank you so much. Yes. Gina Davila, uh, thank you so much for that. And, uh, thank you so much for, uh, standing up for, uh, for diversity and for, for justice, uh, the way you have it. It means a lot, I think, to, to people across the country. I know it does to me. And uh, I want to you, encourage our Fight Back Radio listeners. We'll put all the stuff into the show notes. But uh, we want you to, to, to support, to show solidarity with uh, the, um, the students at the University of South Florida. This is such an important struggle. Um, uh, so also, I, I just want to, uh, you know, thank everybody uh, who has supported Fight Back Radio over the years. And uh, over the year, I should say, we just passed our first year. And uh, encourage people to uh, to follow us or subscribe and to write a subscription that helps other people find us. So we, we, we definitely appreciate that. And if you want to reach uh, Fightback Radio, you can at richard.fightbackradio at gmail.com. That's richard.fightbackradio at gmail.com. So, and of course, I want to thank our entire production team, uh, Natalie Pranus, Vince Olson, Shane Tremley, and Dodd McColgan. And for our entire Fight Back Radio team, I'm Richard Berg saying until next time, all power to the people. Lately they've been doing, adding stuff at the end of it, like outtakes the last two, so hopefully they don't have me drinking water. Um, <laughs> these are sneaky guys <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs>